Radiant sunshine, cool sticky mud, tree buds bursting, a chorus of frogs, springtime in New England. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark, and this episode was written by Joe Horn. When my partner and I first started renting an old farmhouse to serve as an office space in Downeast Maine, the landlord asked if we would please be sure to weed the crushed gravel strip which surrounded the building. Sure, we enthusiastically agreed. I, for one, never shy away from a little bit of manual yard work, especially after a few hours sitting in front of a computer to write proposals, develop lesson plans, and take care of other daily tasks. So after one such stretch of indoor work, I headed outside for the first time to pull up some of these weeds, expecting them to be wild mustards or clovers. As I rounded the corner of the building, I caught myself laughing when I was confronted by the most tenacious of all plants, vilified as a weed by some, exalted as medicine by others, and just starting to poke out of wet meadows and ditches, the green twiggy plumes of field horsetail. Field horsetail, known by botanists as Equicetum arvense, is a member of an ancient group of plants that produce spores as their primary method of reproduction, rather than fruits and seeds. Being a spore producer makes them closer kin to ferns, mosses, and liverworts than other plants. They share a rough resemblance to a young pine tree, green in color overall and somewhat like a bottle brush in shape. The fertile shoots of the plant that produce the spores are generally tan and topped with a small pinecone-like structure. And while today it is easy to find thickets of field horsetails growing in dappled patches and roadside ditches, wet meadows, and pastures, they once had a decidedly more expansive distribution on our planet. Looking around the forests and fields of Maine, it is hard to believe that during the age of dinosaurs, the landscape was dominated with ancient species of horsetails, but that is precisely the case. Some species of horsetails grew as tall as trees, with fossil records showing them to be around 100 feet tall, while still otherwise maintaining that familiar bottle brush appearance. Our common field horsetails today stand only a couple feet tall in an especially robust specimen. But despite their modern diminutive form, the term robust should perhaps be applied to the entire group of horsetails, for their tenacity is why they still exist today and why some farmers and gardeners loathe their presence. While horsetails do reproduce through spores, horsetails are much more successful at reproducing through their underground rhizomes. Rhizomes are underground stems from which a plant can emerge. So while you might have a horsetail here and there, they might all be connected by the same network of rhizomes, making the whole patch likely to be one individual specimen. My attempt at weeding these horsetails, consequently, simply broke off their green tops, leaving their rhizomes intact to sprout again. Were I to take a shovel or rototiller to the patch, I would likely just chop up the plants and their rhizomes, leaving each piece of rhizome to send down more roots and start more genetically identical clones. Perhaps this is why we have horsetails today, but no dinosaurs. Stubborn as they may be, horsetails are often praised for their medicinal properties. Next to diatoms, horsetails have the highest concentration of biologically available silica, the stuff of strong bones. So much so that if you pluck a mature plume of the plant and rub its stem against the top of your thumbnail, you will find that it actually sands your nail smooth. 
This is thanks to the ridges of silica that grow on the outside of the plant, lending horsetails another name, scouring rush, for their ability to effectively scour pots and pans. Evidently, in pre-sandpaper Europe, fine furniture was also sanded using horsetails. So this weekend, you can keep an eye to ditches and wet fields in search of the feathery plumes of horsetails. While you might be inclined to eradicate it if it is by your house or garden, I would suggest just enjoying it for what it is. It was here during the time of dinosaurs and successfully thwarted floods, fires, and comet impacts, so I reckon it is here to stay. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Theme music was by Appiliated Woodpecker, made available by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phenology. (laughs) 